Fury then. <laughs> No, you you have like I say, uh, you're doing almost everything absolutely correct. Let me uh, let me talk to you about a few things though. What, just, yeah, yeah, just sit down. Just like a regular lesson. And what I, what I'm going to do is use some of the things uh, to address everybody's playing, and that way uh, they're drawn into this experience as well. So if you will allow me to make you a a, 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 a autopsy cadaver. <laughs>
about it. It's pastors like that. You can sell it at a slower tempo. And do it. Who cares? I'm not sitting there. And I don't care. I'm telling you, giving you permission to do it. Uh, get, when you get, instead of fumbling with some of those big, you know, okay, I can play this section down, ba 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 Thank you. 
I wanted it to sound like a rustic instrument. And I wanted it to sound like more than one instrument because I didn't really write it to be performed in public, even though it is often performed in public. But uh, I wanted it to, when you're listening to the album, to get this feeling like there's a dog swearing about it, and here comes the, this little plucked guitar at the top. And so by approaching those completely different and putting more weight and more uh, a different kind of dexterous approach to it, you get that 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 peeny sound. Dot, dot, 
always passing around and swirling around the eighth notes as they climb to the longer note, the scansion. That's where we usually, as a singer, uh, would, would go. So now, let's go back and get that wonderful sound you're getting and a little slower tempo. And let's see if uh, you're swirling without accents in wrong places. Finding the swirl and finding the, the meaning in the phrase. All right, let's move on a little bit. 
there was a moment where I suspend all the activity. And I go to a place where the piano itself, in its purest, uh, and what I think is the sweetest range of the piano takes place. And I wanted you to enjoy it more. First of all, let me say that you play your counter melodies in the outdoor voice extremely well. What voice part do you sing? I sing, well, sing it's brown. So it's always an inner voice. So uh, you seem to have an innate ability. Like, for instance, here, I thought that was as best as I've ever heard it played by somebody other than myself. I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> but uh, you did. And, and, and this was very subtle, but then but play that for me again. I just, I, I, I think you just played that beautifully. You found that, that album. Magic. 
It's magic. It's just a funny thing. And you know what? It doesn't matter when you play the note. You, it, the, the timing doesn't matter. You play it whenever you play it, and that scratches the decay. If you wait longer, that note's got to be softer. So it can be different every time. It can be organic. It changes all the time. So try it one more time. Just play that note. Scale was as good as I've ever heard. 
thumb bump a little bit as you cross under. So you've got some technical things working against it. So I don't know exactly how to, to work with that, but maybe the, the idea of passing your thumb under the hand a little more gently. I saw you cranking your elbow a little bit to get achieve that. I don't think it's necessary. I saw you other times not have to do that. So there's a few of those scales that are kind of awkward. If you have to rewrite them, rewrite them. But uh, I think it was this one. I kind of look over here. Okay. I can see your hand going up like that. So you get that up and get the bumps. I should think of Joe.
sure that you're just swirling sand. Swirling sand. And folks, when you get to some of these effects like that, let the pedal build and be your friend during those kinds of it. Because it's really not supposed to be uh, every note mm -hmm. are. It's supposed to be a swoosh of sound. Now, here is the key, though. When you have lots and lots of swooshes of sound building up in the pedal, you have to double your efforts to project the melody. Mm -hmm. Or else it will just, it gets, it gets louder, 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 louder. I Not mine. 
I, but I'm learning. You know, I'm playing Claude Bowling, and I'm playing Peter Nero Rankings, and I'm learning how to Mark Hayes, and I'm learning how to do it. Mark, it wasn't his second skin either. He went to New York to study, you know, because it's something, if you're not born to it, you, it's a challenge to learn the theory of it. And, and Mark, I applaud him because his music is, his jazz music has become much more organic, you know. It's like a second skin now, it's great. But uh, we talked about the voicing that most jazz piano players, there's two different types of jazz, which should play very vertically, and they'll play the, the clash, the, the, uh, the sounds that are, in, uh, so, you know, as percussion. Or you have jazz players who can... Chuck. 
address. Uh, go to, yeah, go to uh, Chuck and M A R or M A R. I got that Christmas one, and I played those, and people in the Lutheran church go, "What? Huh? Uh -huh. But they don't object to those. Yeah, they're very, they're very tasty. Very well done. They're wonderful. Very tasty. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they, they just have a very gentle spirit to them. And the minute you start playing them, like he does this doxology that, I, I wish I had it here, I just played for it. <laughs> These chords, in a million years, I would have never thought of those chords. It's just off of my radar. But now, when I play them, I just went, these are so pleasing. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't do it every Sunday, but uh, to do one that way, uh, and it's like Christmas too, you can get away with a lot of different <laughs> things that maybe you wouldn't do on the communion Sunday. You know? Yeah, we do our cases, so tell us the Church is the same way. Uh, you know, I don't believe what you believe. 
I guarantee you I don't. You, because you don't know what I believe, do you? <laughs> you know some of the things I do. But we don't, if we sat down, eventually, guess what? Which something in your experience would not match up with my experience. You know, I'd be against something that you think I shouldn't be against because you have some information I need. And I, I would be saying, but I got information. So, okay, we got a wall there. Let's just stop having a relationship right there because we're not exactly, we're not twins. I heard a quote. A man does not have to be your twin brother before he's your brother. And it's just, it's free. It's freeing as a musician particularly because we constantly stand in front of the mirror and go, I stink. Look at me. Musically, I stink. <laughs> Beethoven, look at Beethoven. Started playing the thing about the end of the night, the entire city was singing 
that melody. That blows my mind that the culture would be so connected to each other and out and the windows had to be open and they would hear this great melody. What a, wouldn't, you have get, wouldn't you love to go back to the time machine and be there the night that La Traviata was in and that those people pouring out in the streets and that melody slowly coming down and people discovering it and were, were Rossini eating his pasta going at very rats. <laughs> <laughs> I just love stuff like that. We were so isolated from each other, which is why I like this conference because we get to sit and talk about stuff like this and then we go back and But their culture was accepting too. It was just different. I mean, right? Really yes. open and accepting that kind of music and wanting it and just really part of their life. And, I mean, just so into them. It, 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 you're right. You're absolutely right. It's just average people. I mean, it's just so... We have so many walls yeah. that tells, uh, you know, I thought that this great digital revolution might bring a lot of those walls down. And I think it has with young people to some degree. I mean, I'm very impressed with what my kids have on their iPods. You know, I'm, I'm amazed at it. And as it grows, I mean, Aubrey's favorite channel on the series, that I, I have, uh, I love my uh, the radio, uh, but satellite radio. But, yeah, I have satellite radio. Oh, I just love it. Her favorite channel is Sinatra. The Sinatra channel. She, uh, and I said, well, why do you like Sinatra? She says, well, they have such beautiful voices, you know. And, and she says, and the songs, they, they tell a story. And that's true. That modern music doesn't really tell a story. They have repeated phrases and things. And she, that was kind of missing. And when she found out, you know, um, that she could cry a little with this story or uh, they use them in a movie that the kids connect with, like uh, her favorite, uh, Ain't That a Kick in the Head? You know, da 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 Ain't that a kick in the head? Dean Martin, you know. And they used it in, in uh, National Lampoon Vacation. It went to Vegas vacation. And, and when they walked into the casino, I said, da, 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 da. And so she heard that. And just now when she heard, that's Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin? I never knew that. I thought that was written for this movie. Of course, that's an old movie now. You know, but it's funny how they fall in love with certain things uh, because of another cultural usage of it. Uh, we see that at Shawnee Press. Uh, we own a piece called uh, Song of the Theme. It's by John Tavener. It's a very cloistered, kind of difficult piece, a cappella in the Russian Orthodox style, mm -hmm. which is a very conservative style of music with these parallel chords. It sounds like monks singing in a monastery, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, it's in one of our cast, uh, Chester catalogs. Uh, but be that as may, we averaged it. It's a very eclectic piece. And so uh, musical aficionados and choir directors at colleges would order maybe two or three hundred copies a year. And it was part of this valuable taverner uh, catalog that we maintain. When Princess Di passed and was killed, they uh, had her funeral at Westminster Abbey, and the, when they took her out, the, there was this song that was sung. I mean, angels sing, the, the, you know, the Shakespeare uh, made angels sing to, your, to the heavens or whatever the, the words are there. Uh, and it's that song, song of the theme. And it's awesome. And as she, the doors opened up, it was triumphant, which is the Church of England style. You know, you don't do the funeral, it's not a sad funeral, it's a, uh, goes out. And that, the boys choir singing that soprano, soaring soprano part, you know, and it's just like angels. Well, I want you to know, the next month we sold 55,000 copies. <laughs> the 
the next month after that, 27,000, 34,000, and it has not stopped since. Uh, there, it's now it's abated to some degree, but that one cultural happening uh, created that moment. The same thing happened with uh, Carl James, a contemporary composer who uh, is quite, I've worked with, with my Carnegie Hall concerts a lot at DCIMY. He wrote a piece called Adiamus, and it's an album where he invented this language. Uh, yeah, you know something about Adiamus? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, the Delta Airlines put it on their Muzak when you got onto a Delta Airlines flight. And you, and he made up the language. And it's kind of primal, and it sounds, I don't know, it's just, it's a really cool sound. Uh, sounds avatarish, uh, you know, like, you know, very, very much like that. And, oh, it just went crazy. It just went crazy because how many people fly every day? And they heard that. And then when he would do it in concert, all of a sudden, he, you know, he, he was thinking of it on this level. The audience would be buzzed and just go crazy. <laughs> oh, that's that piece. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. Anyway, we, got all, we, we, we chased crap around the room there, didn't we? <laughs> thank you for playing. And thank you guys for being interested. In, and if, if I do these classes again, I really would love for more people to come and play. I, I enjoy teaching. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I should have them prearranged. That way you will have five slots and we'll fill them up. Because it, it's so, I love teaching. I love interaction with, with folks. So maybe we, maybe we can do that uh, next time. I, 